Welcome to 12 Questions. This is Anna Valenzuela. We are surviving. We've we've made it. I think, are we done with the Mercury retrograde? It's happening. We're, we're done with that. Almost. 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 And uh, <laughs> I am very excited, very, very excited uh, to introduce my co-host, Mr. Dave Yates. Hello, everybody. I'm in constant retrograde. Truth. <laughs> it's very relatable. Is it a retrograde if it never stops grading? Like, is it just a constant grade? Like, that's a permagrade. That's uh, that's what I. That's the that's the stars that align with me is permagrading. It's a it's, a it's a it's a perma it's a perma it's a perma something. It's yep. you know it's it's fascinating because it is. I mean, we'll get into it, but there's there's some stuff there's some stuff about right now you know, specifically. Some people are born in Mercury retrograde and then thrive during it. Can you mm. fucking believe that? Oh, How wow. unfair. I but mean, then they is. suffer. They have more retrograde things than we do. So like, I love it. It balances out. I love it. And we're having like a very Mercury retrograde podcast. I, now, how what we do right now is um, what we do is we have our guests introduce themselves. Um, who are we speaking with today? Hi, I'm Angela Lovell. I'm a psychic medium. Um, God, I mean, I obviously astrologer. And um, yeah, I do psychic readings for a living. I'm also a writer, but yeah, this is, I guess, the most, the biggest thing I've been doing for a couple of years now. I mean, you're, you're, uh, you're a force of nature. I've heard so much about you from Brandy and just, just all the things. And so meeting the actual legend, I was like, oh, she's here. This is fantastic. And this oh. is Rue. Oh, hi, Rue. Hello. <laughs> now we're going to. She looks like a cat, but she's actually a dragon. I, you know what? I believe it. I have a tiny cat lion myself. Um, you do. Dave, could you go ahead and read us that, that beautiful clarity statement? No problem. Welcome to 12 Questions. We're a podcast where we believe growth and recovery isn't just for clean and sober people. Our mission is to share our experiences with guests who do the same. We're not affiliated with AA, NA, or any other 12-step organization. 12 Questions has absolutely no opinion on the use of drugs or alcohol by anyone. We're simply two people that happen to be in recovery that want to give hope to anyone struggling. Although some of our guests may be clean and sober, some of them are not or choose not to divulge. The purpose of the podcast is to learn more about ourselves and others. We only hope that you can learn something about yourselves by listening yay thanks dave so this is i love that i know yeah, right we just we, we just let yeah. everybody know what what the deal is because depending on where you come from in in the game of life it's good to it's good to be clear up top what what our intentions are for the podcast yeah. so yeah 
Yeah, because it is, you know, we are we are a, a look into the 12 step world. And it's interesting because you can get those little looks. You had recommended a book to me, like how this kind of all came about is you you had recommended uh, Existential Kink to me. And I have, I just got my library card and I was like, I wonder if it's on the app. And it was like on the audiobook version of the app. So I'm listening to it while I'm doing my homework, you know, doing my thing. Nice. And very ADD, words and words at the same time. Uh-huh. And, um, and, you know, it it occurred to me because the author mentions at the beginning some twelve some 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 um, basement uh, coffee drinking experience. Uh, that's that's our little code, and then um, and then she gets into the actual practice, and I realized and and well, you know, as we talk about the questions that are you know inspired by the steps, it was very similar to the 12-step experience, but a completely different, like, witchy, woo, battling the shadow self, like, getting all into it. I was like, man, we everywhere. (laughs) Yes! I also really love, because, like, I disconnected from the whole God vibe. I wasn't raised, I was very lucky to not be Mm -hmm. raised with a lot of God stuff. Um, And uh, I just, like, I already had that, I don't want to say low opinion of God, but what she expresses in the book, how... God is this freaky pervert who likes to fuck shit up and gets off on it. Well, so are we. Um, But I really liked that. And I think because I have um, one of my closest friends, she is now recovered, but um, she broke her back dancing on a bar one night. She had a tremendous drinking problem. Yeah. And uh, was it Coyote Ugly? Because I just imagined that movie (laughs) where they're all dancing on the bar. And the whole time I'm just like, one of these bitches is going to fall off the bar. Her mind, it was definitely coyote ugly, and mm-hmm. it was a nightmare. It was really just Jim's corner bar. <laughs> it, it was Union Square. She successfully sued the bar for because they were giving her shots for free and um, didn't get a lot of money. You know how this shit goes. But yeah. um, I had just walked out to. I just left her there. I was like, I can't do this. And I used to go. I used to drag her to AA meetings, and you know, like th- this person is not she's non-conforming you know just definitely not into the god talk and i would do sobriety with her out of solidarity um but even the you know and i understand the whole um you know surrender it all to god stuff but i would rather feel empowered and not surrender to a fucking psychopath because god is he's like a fun psychopath he's like a psychopath (laughs) you hope hires you but like he is a psychopath and he's the hollywood so many, producer of existence he so, he's so <laughs> hollywood producer. i would so much rather work with uh any other deity if i'm totally honest and and we'll get into it because it's you know it is fascinating one of the beautiful things and i think one of the misconceptions of i think i think the word god is just like the most convenient word mm-hmm. for yeah, what I, we do it's when I just tell, when i tell people god whatever like, it is it's just so you know what i'm talking about like there really isn't <laughs> yeah there really isn't uh yeah i mean it's just it's an easy capitalized proper noun for me to to fluctuate what the conversation yes. is i'm more of a spirit of the universe guy i'm more mm-hmm. of a uh the all has yes. been my new nomenclature for whatever the higher power is is capital a all you know so that's i mean i get you loud and clear and i think creating a space for anybody to tap in to an energy that's greater than themselves i think that's the purpose i think that's the yes you know, if you look at any 12-step wall, like in a room with a coffee, you know, like a lot of the times it's not the same as it's written in the book. In in the books, it's in italics, is as we understood him. 
you know. And now so, they're taking the they're taking the gender out of it, so it's going to be as we when? understood them. Since when did that get voted? Oh my god! It got voted in. It got so voted in. Yeah, yeah. So it got you're telling in. me they're going to print a whole new round of recovery literature. You're telling me the same 12-step organizations that were poo-pooing, changing some of the traditions to, to, to include uh, internet, uh, the anonymity of press, radio, films, and internet. And they're like, mm, and I, internet, too I many heard words. It, I heard it in a meeting. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I heard it in a meeting. But it also could be that, oh, so like... It's, it's true. That, I, at, yeah. meeting, at meeting levels, it, yeah, that's true. I have. I tend to be like, I become a very small town girl. So, like, well, I heard it one time. Um, like... <laughs> Like, uh, there is, uh, but a lot of meetings are taking the group conscience to even say, you know, non, non-gender specific um, language in the reading. I think that's great. I just yeah. know how cheap some of the, the old shitheads at the top of the chain or... There's no more stubborn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, old shitheads <laughs> that make the decisions. But Angela, you were going to say something. Sorry, I just get passionate. Oh, it's about okay. I um, stop change. No, no, no. It's yeah. I I I like where all this is going. Um, I I don't like to say God ever unless I'm like actually talking about like Bible, Big Daddy, you know, shithead God. Because I have a similar father, like <laughs> to you know. So it's like it's like yes, it's very you know the the whole father figure element. But um, I like to say source, which is totally different source. than God. And source is, you know, our collective energy. When we go away, we all get to be part of the same bright light and just like feel all cozy together. We come here to, you know, be separate, have our separate issues, grow, learn, hurt mostly. And um, I also love the idea of source being the collective's energy because I absolutely believe, you know, the whole made in God's image shit, it, but very different. Like, yeah, we're all powerful. And the Mormons are absolutely incorrect about everything. But this whole, you get rewarded with your own planet when you die. I only married two Mormons, you guys. One of them was ex-Mormon. The other was current. It's, get Brady to tell you sometime, though, and it's No, great. girl, knew we the have first a... One. <laughs> okay, I, I've I'm always a... been fascinated with the Mormon crew. So I, oh. I, know, I know a lot about the history. I'm... I'm going to um, blow your minds. Uh, I don't. I know oh. share this with a lot of people. Um, I've only shared this with Brandy, and it was inspired by that story from you. Oh my god! But right before I got clean, trying to, they say in in my fellowship, we um, turn to medicine, religion, and psychiatry. Uh, none of these methods was sufficient for us. Uh, the religion that I turned to because I had been no. using with a bunch of Mormon kids. I, f I, I did the whole Mormon thing for like Holy shit, dude. Six, for like six did months. Did she tell you? Oh my God. And I was, I, I said to her, I said, I said, as I was about to say, you know, when you like release a truth that you've never spoken out loud, <gasps> I was like, I was like, I need to tell you something that I've never told anybody. <laughs> and I think wow. you can handle it. And she, and I told oh. her and she was like, what? You have to meet Angela. <laughs> yes, amazing. Oh my God. Sister yeah. Anna. <laughs> Well, 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 I got well. baptized. Brandy was there, and Brandy busted out cleavage from my baptism. I got baptized by a famous filmmaker, and David Archuleta was there, and he had become my best buddy at church. And I knew he was gay, and he only just now came out, which I'm so happy he did. Good for him. Yeah, I know. It was very strange. And my Mormon husband, the first one, um, he, <laughs> oh my God, you guys, they both had Tourette's. 
Isn't that crazy? My ex, when I first got clean, my 13-step boyfriend had a version of Tourette's. Did he have just the tick or did he have the full screen? He he had a, no, he had like a little tick. The second one has the worst case case of Tourette's in our country. He's an uh, he's a published author. Whoa. Real, real <laughs> shithead, honestly. Um, but yeah, the first has been great. We're still friends. Second one, I hope he rots in hell. I wish there was a hell um, for him, just him. Um, but... The uh, the he's just on a deep space planet. He's out there on Pluto, just being like, (laughs) for anyone listening at home, you know, just be careful how you Mormon. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How you Mormon? I mean, at at the very least, you're just going to eat a lot of carbs and um, do a lot of um, baptizing the dead. And my then, yes, I did that. I did that at the very end because I knew I was out. Oh my god! And I can't believe this. This is crazy. I, my I was, favorite part I was, about them is is all the ways they get around like caffeine and sex. Um, that's, yes, that's real. Phenermine. Did you know phenermine? They call it the Mormon tea. Phenermine, no. which they've stopped. They stopped selling in like what the nineties or early two thousands. It? What it's is half that? Fen fen. That was. <laughs> yeah, they would make it out of. Mormons, I'm pretty sure the ones who brought it to America or were because the Mormon wives, it's, you know, like I lived in Salt Lake City for four fucking years. Oh, I get so mad about it. Um, but it's fine. That's all I got all these cats. Salt Lake's so, like, a really beautiful city, but it's like there's so Ugh, much like, for a weekend. Um, the, the, the underbelly. Nah, I've, I've been to Salt Lake City a bunch of times. It's a beautiful looking city. Yeah, to visit it is like, yeah, the, well, because I visited it and I was like, yeah, I could live here with you and your son from the marriage that you told me was over, but it turns out you were cheating on your wife with me. Sure, we could do that. Yeah, he was such an asshole. Oh, but, my um, God. Oh, God, it was so awful. And then, of course, his family hated me forever. I was the homewrecker. He had already left the church. I don't. He told me that she was leaving him because he was leaving the church. Just so many lies. And then in the end... We'd been together for years, and he he started to get violent with me, which was oh, very no. a slow burn. You know, it it's usually pretty obvious in the beginning that you're dating a, a abuser, but and that's yeah, definitely like um, it's you're in a pot, like a frog boiling in a pot. Sometimes yeah. with abusive behavior, and and it's you know, it, it is. I think his religion aside, it sounds like he was very hurt you know hurt people hurt people i'm not excusing his behavior in any way and i'm not excusing like that religion because it's done a lot of terrible things but also has Mm -hmm. done so there's some it was very funny i had i was doing a show i'm sitting in this place right here and i had our screen door open and i ran out to use to get like a glass of water or to get something to eat and these two missionaries pop into the frame of the screen door and they're like, Oh, hi, how's it going? I was like, ah, and I told them, I was like, yo, I could have been naked. You don't know what's going on here. Yeah, and then, we and then had- they would have had to blind each other. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that they're not, I, allowed, they're not even allowed to listen to music on their mission. Can you I know. Seeing a pair of breasts. Could you imagine <laughs> them listening to my stand up? Just the oh one sided version of my stand up, just like screaming. And so I, I said to him, I was like, you know what, guys? Um, I just want you to know um, I, I see what you're doing here, and I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm good. 
I'm really good. And if I need any help moving something heavy, I will ask you. And they were, you yes. know, they left the little card, but I was like, but thank you. I really appreciate you. And Aww. like, they were just like, because they're, they're just they're sweet good. Kids. They are. They're good kids. I like kind of adopted a few when they were on their mission. Some lived in my building. When we were when we were kids, my parents had rental property on our land and we always uh, had a deal with the church. So we always had missionaries come through, but they would get wild and drunk and they, uh, they were I like, mean. I yeah. was using with Mormon <laughs> kids. You want to get it anyway, but we'll get into it. You had mentioned you had mentioned the sweet, sweet word su- surrender, and so I would like to know yes. like, how do you experience surrender in in your life? Oh God, for me and lately, um, you know, there's this a lot of stuff shifting. There's been mm-hmm. a lot of portals opening. People are really men are stepping into their divine feminine, but and I talked to you about this a little bit that day on the porch, um, but now we've got a lot of women who need to step into their divine feminine um, because we haven't done, I've, I've led with my masculine energy for most of my life. You know, I, I lived in New York city for, for most of it. I've had, I had an abusive father. I had to fight back. So I have not really uh, ever fully surrendered to my feminine side, even though like I dress very feminine, you know, I'm definitely femme. That's, that's as close as I can get. And, and yet I end up with men who are very, um, aggressive about being with me, which I used to think was what love should look like. I used to Mm. think, oh, he's, he needs to like practically die if he can't have me or is that love which <laughs> my parents didn't really give me that view i don't think i don't know where i picked it up it probably i mean that, Austin. it's it's a, it's a very pop culture-y kind it of, is. like mm-hmm. I, I mean i'm not gonna ask your age but i'm 35 and i remember seeing imagery of that um just in tv shows and movies where it's like if it's not uh-huh. if it doesn't look like a sickness it's yes. Oh my God. That's exactly. That's a great way to put it. Um, and what's fucked up is I hate romantic comedies. Love actually is the stupidest movie I've ever watched the first, I don't even know, 30 minutes of. Um, I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. And yet it is only, it's the only relationship I've ever had are these obsessive love affairs. And so recently I've really been trying to surrender. Um, and, uh, because I I totally shut down romantically for a couple years, um, and after after my divorce, I ended up with this guy who's now fucking famous. Don't you love how that happens? And he's a piece <laughs> of shit. He was banging one of my friends. We didn't know it, and she has a very bad um, thing, you know, genital wise that you would disclose to someone, and and then they would be okay with it or not okay with it. And she disclosed it to him, and he was fine with it, but he didn't tell me about it. And mm. I thought we were only seeing each other and he was fucking like five other women. So, um, it was very, and I, and meanwhile, like it was like, he was, t- he was spending a lot of money on me. He was like wifing me. And then everybody else was just sucking his dick. And yeah, it was, it was, it was very hard to deal with. And yet I didn't love him, but I, I think it was a really hard wake up call to have found that I was so vulnerable to, you know, this this like severe std like to these outside forces um that i just kind of checked out for like two years and i haven't flirted i haven't dated Mm -hmm. i haven't done anything and yesterday i made myself get on tinder and i fucking hate it but then two people i know are in really great relationships from tinder and i've never been on tinder this has been a big exercise in surrender and what i think i might have told you this already anna but like when i'm 
texting, you know, I flirted with like one man this year, like mm-hmm. one man only. And I think he's having his own wake up. Like, I don't know. It's very, very slow moving. So I just needed, I just needed to like, to like do this. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. So I'll, you know, like a, a good example is one time he texted, it's raining. And I always want to be the funny bro friend, you know, like the cool girl monologue from Gone Girl, which, oh, my God, resonated with me so hard. Do you know that monologue where she's like, we have to be a size two, but still like beer and all this shit. And it's like the cool girl. He wants the cool girl. But the cool girl isn't sustainable and she's not real. You know, it's not real. But like I've been doing the cool girl. And then the cool girl attracts the obsessive fucking nut job, you know, and it's all what's real here. But even like texting, somebody texting you about the rain. I don't know how to reply to that without a joke. So it was like I had to override everything in me. It reminded I me almost know what of what the joke was. Oh my god! I don't. I had so many different jokes, and also because I'm flirting, so I'm like, I mean, I, this is not a good example. But like, like oh, oh you like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> not yeah, yeah, but I'm like, I'm like constantly. It's raining. Do you want me to make a rain pussy juice? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. I mean, that's not flirting. It, no, no. Ah, see, this is why I'm so bad at it. This is why that's, that's kind of how comedians, like lady, like comedians, we flirt. Like comedians. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. well, my my old roommate Yelmer, he went to Hawaii and he told me about jumping off a cliff into this waterfall, and he said you have to override everything. You have to surrender, like because mm-hmm. your body says don't jump off a cliff, you'll yeah. kill it. And I felt like that. Just texting back something nice about liking the rain. I. Excuse me. I felt like, like I had to override jumping off a cl- like I I jumped off a cliff just by saying something nice and normal about liking the rain to a man I was romantically interested in. Yeah, and that was very hard for me because I think I see. I oh, I mean, in the last couple months, I have totally discovered I have seen femininity as a weakness, and it's right. not. So and, I've been surrendering to that soft side lately. How would you define the divine feminine? Like what? Like what is that? Like what is that? Just for our listeners who aren't as woo, you yeah, know. I think it's a mother energy, and I didn't at first. If, um, I started calling on Aphrodite, and you know, I, I'm terrible at my own intro, but um, you know, I have I have podcasts, and I've done like a lot of speaker events and things um, about magic. I'm a witch, obviously, um, and just in case I y'all only... didn't know, Abby, <laughs> Abby. <laughs> not a you TikTok fools, witch. Because you fools <laughs> didn't recognize. <laughs> not like hexing a moon or anything, but I um. I started to work with Aphrodite and I thought it would be um, a lot of like soft, feminine, um, girly giggle. I don't even, I don't even know. It was sweet scented bullshit, blah, blah. And I have found that it's actually a lot of mothering. It's a lot of compassion. Since I started working with her, this is the most fucked up thing I realized um, in trying to listen to podcasts and stuff. I can't listen to, I can't. I used to love serial killer stuff. I was just so fascinated by it. I can't handle it anymore. Mm. Just oh, I just on. became no more, no more murder. That's Maybe like Dave Dahmer. Dahmer is my favorite. I just have such <laughs> I have compassion and empathy for him. I mean, like if you yeah. really know about Dahmer, it's yeah, sad. just it's all very yeah. sad. Yeah, just be out and live your life, man. Like 
Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I and and this anyway. It was it was a whole lot of stuff there for, for poor Dahmer. But I want you know, like I can go down a fucking Ted Bundy rabbit hole for weeks, and that's a very vicious, terrifying man. And uh, and you know, I'm currently in Florida, like where the Ted Bundys are. I, I seriously, constantly when I'm walking my dog, I'm like, "There's a cannibal rapist." There's. A cannibal. <laughs> I feel like everybody here wants to murder, <laughs> fuck, and eat me in that order. <laughs> well, like, I mean, that's Florida State slogans. Murder, murder, fuck, eat. I don't know if you look at murder, it's, fuck, it's a big, eat. Yeah, it's a big Florida gator on the on the, on the flag, and then it says "murder, fuck, eat" below it. Oh God, we have to get it's, t-shirts it's, made of that. Well, I would definitely wear one of those. I wouldn't be very popular. I love it. I love it. Well, it's uh, one thing I I adore about you is that you and I have had you and I are the type of people that somebody will ask us something and we're like, let me tell you this crazy story. We yes. have a real we have a real um, what do you call it? Um, so I married an axe murderer backstory, like very like just like. And then I was with a Russian spy. Um, so. What has been like one of the most insane moments in your journey, like spiritually, just being, just being you, being Could the be force that is Angela? Or insane bad, doesn't matter. Okay. Um, I think it was when, because uh, I I came into this world, like I have a lot of memories of infancy and seeing um, archangels. Uh, we had like, I came, I was born into trauma with a lot of crazy shit surrounding my family. I mean, it was very, um, I don't know, hillbilly-esque, but um, so I used to see a lot of stuff and a lot of people did and don't remember. And I think when I flipped the switch uh, a couple years ago, when I saw um, my main deity materialize in the room with me and she was like a nine foot tall woman in a cape and uh, I was really like <laughs> I was like well this is it you don't come back from this when you see something like this you don't come back and I had this moment where I mean she had called me to this this temple and I she was there she was like waiting and middle of the day and um I was so scared I wanted to run but I knew if I did she wouldn't work with me and it's Hakate, it's the goddess of witches and psychics. And she's a titan, she's ancient, you know, and, and she's been coming in for a lot of people in the last couple of years. But when I actually saw her, I think, um, yeah, I think that that made everything easier. Like after that, I was my, like all my psychic abilities got amplified. Um, it just all felt so fucking stupid. All the, the dumb shit, you know, like, oh, let's go to Target and buy whatever's in the holiday bin. Like none of that mattered anymore money wasn't real like after you see something like that it's just like well this fucking matrix is just a playground you know yeah, <laughs> like you're, what you're else is gonna happen tapping into a higher self your true north and that yeah. is and it's yeah. got to affect how you make decisions now you know as as opposed to previous so how do you make decisions today knowing what you know about yourself oh well i have gotten i mean this is not i don't know how much longer i'll be doing this but i like to uh, leave the house in the middle of the night. Granted, I am very scared of, you know, the, the cannibal serial killers here, but um, I leave the house in the middle of the night and I go do weird shit outside alone when it's quiet. And that's very, that, and, and I, and I'm like, when will this scare me again? Like this used to be scary. When will this scare me again? So now <clears throat> I almost, it's almost like, cause nothing's scary anymore. 
it's very rare that I ever feel fear. Um, I still have plenty of anxiety because that's just, I think I'm here for that. That's just too much of my personality. Um, and I like it. I think I like to keep myself at that vibration. But now when I make decisions, um, I usually opt for the scarier, the, the scarier option because I don't know. I'm just looking, I'm like, I need like a, a yeah. fix. You know, yeah. do what scares you. That is, yeah. yeah, yeah, not, not within the realm of like, ooh, let's just go run out in traffic, but like, yeah, you I don't know, even want to jump out of a plane. Yeah, I just want to do like the, I want to, I want to do the mystical shit. I want to do the um, psyche stuff. I want to go deeper. Um, even in readings and stuff, you know, I used to see things for people, and I've, I've been reading people since I was a kid, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and then only recently I was like, fuck tarot cards. I don't need any of this. Like, I don't need, I don't need tools, which was amazing, you know, and part of all of that awakening. But um, I, uh, oh, shit, I lost my train of thought. The playing cards. Um, oh, seeing stuff for people. I started to see people's past lives and um, it would just like be like a story I could see. I could see the whole story and I'd just tell them. And that, that's how I give a past life reading. I just close my eyes. I tap into it. I usually go down a fucking weird wormhole. Mm. And um, I used to see things that I didn't tell people because I thought they don't, they're, this will hurt them. They don't want to know this. And I got big, clear messages from my guides that I wasn't allowed to do that anymore. So now I always ask like, show me, show me only what they need to know. Cause I'm going to tell them whatever you show me. And that was kind of scary because sometimes I do see, you know, like a partnership's going to end and Man, people don't want to hear that. I just no. Did you guys hear that? No. I know Brandy is uh, either talking or podcasting behind in, in the other room. So it maybe was a that whisper, was Brandy. though. Oh. Was, is Brandy creeping up behind you? Whisper. No, no. That I mean, that been, would be that was probably that was probably <laughs> your crew. Your crew just. I like, wish I knew. Oh, maybe it'll be on there. Yes. Oh. I interviewed Jessica Lanyato one time and she was telling this, or it's on, it's on my podcast. Um, this is where the magic happens. She's amazing. She, you know, goes to the podcast. Yeah. Um, she, um, she was talking about like a demonic thing or something, but we have a full on demon speaking into the, the it was crazy. I can't, Whoa. I think it's a demon. I can't remember, but yeah, we were like, holy shit. It's amazing. So there's probably, I don't know. We'll say it was Hakate. I love it. I love it. Now what, what is in your inner journey? You mentioned like, you know, dropping the tools and just in reaching inward, like what's been the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself? Um, that I'm, I, t- I talk a big talk. I have a big bark and I'm just a little baby who can cry easily. Concrete marshmallow. <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> Concrete marshmallow. I love that. <gasps> yeah. I want to be loved. I want to be seen. And I put up all this like I mean, I have self, you know, how the big difference between confidence and self-esteem is one can be faked. I have both, Mm. but I, I do want to be able to break down and cry in public and in front of people who love me and do it without screaming and yelling and being all God of war about it. I want to be able to like, like I have, that's how I usually cry is I cry and express myself with anger instead of like vulnerability. Support for 12 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. 
Manscaped just launched their fourth generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. There were three tries before this. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. This is an exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with offer code 12QPOD at manscaped.com. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code 12QPOD at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping. I'm going to say it again. 12QPOD. Put that in there. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Hello there. This is Nicole Yates, host of the DigiEat podcast. Join me each Thursday as I talk to all sorts of interesting people from all over the place about food and life. Because really, isn't that all that matters anyway? That's every Thursday on the DigiEat podcast, available everywhere you get your podcasts. And hey, did you eat? That was that I that was me for years. Like, uh, especially kind of up through my first couple years of being clean, I would, I didn't know what to do with my emotions, my overwhelming emotions. And when faced with conflict, I would escalate to like this, I would call it a red out where it's like being John Malkovich. I could, I was in my brain, but someone else was driving my body. That's how angry I would get. And, um, and, uh, just that loss of control through anger. It's like our brain really loves anger. Like it loves yeah. it because it gives us a little serotonin. It allows yep. us to like be self-righteous. Like it loves all that stuff. But at the end of the day, what anger is usually protecting and kind of in that existential kink sort of thing of being like, yeah, you love being angry, don't you? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Love it. But what the end of the day is like the real self that like sh- the whether you call it defects or shadow self, what it's really pr- it's doing is it's protecting me from feeling. Yes. And it's yeah. like, and- just let yourself feel mama and thank yes. it for being like, thank you for being here. I try to thank my character defects. I'm like, thank you for all the things you did to protect me. I know, you know, and I appreciate you. It's time, time for you to march on, you know? Yes. I love that. And I will say too, anger because I entered like this whole new realm of anger when it happens, my eye twitches and I feel like mm-hmm. I'm about to have an aneurysm. Like I get, r- I go mm-hmm. from zero to 60 and I have a lot of fire in my chart and I'm just, I came in with anger, you know, it's just part of the stuff I'm supposed to work through. But, um, Anger is a surrender, but I'm not sure it's a surrender that we're supposed to be so quick to surrender to, you know, and I have, like, I'll be, I'll have, you know, some of the worst things that ever happened to me. I remember, I remember my partner cheated on me and I found out and, um, I just like, I remember thinking like, well, now you can go fucking crazy. And I did. And it was like a, like a voice was like, live it up, baby. It's time to be a crazy bitch. And I did for like weeks. And then I was exhausted and worn out. And I was like, God, what? Like, I look back on that and I'm like, what? Who cares? Like, ugh, so much energy spent. But it it was really fun to surrender to a level of that kind of anger. It was. It was fun. I hope I never do it again. I think I don't think I will. I think now it's now it's more about the control and the the other lessons we can learn. You know, well, it's just a it's such a loss of energy. Like there's so many other things. I think the more mm-hmm. we grow interpersonally, get to know ourselves, like the more we need our energy to do stuff that like brings us joy, comfort, love. You know, and it's just 
expelling expelling like massive bursts of our personal energy into just like i'm mad you like it doesn't it's sort of there's no it's it's like killing a fly with a sledgehammer it just doesn't like it just you don't need that that level of intensity for like that amount of stuff and it's but it's it's a fascinating thing and i i love that like that was your like that's your thing it's like oh no really i am because we because also when we're confronted with like the truth about ourselves it doesn't feel good you know, especially when we're being really honest, because some people are like, I discovered that, you know, I'm, you know, I am great, you know, and that is true. <laughs> that was a big, dis- for an addict, especially, that's a really hard discovery to discover you're not a piece of shit. Yeah. But, but also the flip side of that is like, I discovered I'm an angry person and I will express that through codependency. I'll express that through control. I'll express that through, it's like, yeah, I'm a human being because human yeah. beings just, we just out here thrashing. Well- And it's so boring. I mean, I have like a fast pass for some reason. Um, I've I've done a lot of journeying and I've seen some of my other roles in, you know, ancient times. Like, um, and it was so funny because it's like, um, you know, I have, I had this, uh, this full journey that I did with a psychic friend of mine. So we both could see it at the same time, which was phenomenal and huge confirmation. I do this sometimes. I just did it with, um, a member of my family, a child who I love so much. And he was seeing the stuff with me, which was phenomenal. I mean, and explained a lot of the stuff he's been going through, but, um, uh, it was um, the 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 land of the dead, the Sumerian land of the dead, and I had this role there where I would shepherd in the lost souls, and like I I met with this man who was leathered and dead, and she could see it. Like we we're both experiencing it, and he gave me this gift, and. Um, later, you know, when 23andMe comes out, you know, came out and I spit into a cup, um, I have Mesopotamian <laughs> DNA and like, and I was just like, fuck, yes, this is my destiny. Sometimes I'm bringing the dead to where they got to go. Um, you know, like it was so great. But then a lot of this uh, journey, because I have, I am very in touch with my past lives. I get to come in pretty quick. A lot of people have to wait. A lot of people need to rest in between lifetimes and I get to come back a lot. And I think that's like, I think that speaks to how much stimulation I need to be in this world. You know, I'm, oh, I know I've got to have all stuff going on all the time. And at, at the same time, like when you think about the other side where, you know, rest in peace, you're just resting, you know, you just yeah. join the warm white light. Nobody's mad anymore. Everything seems so insignificant. And it's nice to know that we get to go home to that. And knowing that that's like our resting state on the other side makes it so we can kind of have more fun with the drama we create and the drama that's, you know, I don't, I'm not into victim mentality. And I, I know it's very controversial, controversial, but I do believe that we have asked for a lot of the bad things that happen to us because we want to be shaped and wiser and stronger from them. And mm. I mean, I feel this way about my own stuff, but it's just, it, it makes it easier to really embrace all the things we think are being done to us, mm. you know, and to to actually accept them as lessons and sort of like fun, weird growing spurts. And I love to learn from pain. I really do. I wish, wish there was less of it, but <laughs> like, I'm just like, yum, yum. What a horrible, hurtful thing. Well, and it's usually that when the pain of things staying the same is greater than the pain of change, that's when I change personally. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. involves honesty honesty with myself. And uh, the next question, Angela, is how honest are you with yourself and others? Oh, wow. Um, so, 
sometimes a brandy said this to me one time because we were talking about astrology and i was like my mercury's in capricorn do you think i talk to people like a capricorn and brandy goes i've heard you say shit to people that i cannot believe is coming out of someone's mouth (laughs) 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 and i always wish i'd asked for more clarification because i'm like i wonder what because i want to know what she's remembering you know i'm gonna have to ask her next time i talk to her um but i liked that and i think i am honest uh, I also think that I am more o- emotional than analytical. So sometimes mm. I'll say something that's true in the moment, but then I have to clarify to the other person later, like, I don't feel that way about you all the time. It was just in that moment, or I don't think you're mm. always like this. So I think I'm I think I'm very honest. Sometimes there are things, you know, I have something right now, someone's very close to me, and I really want to find a way to talk to them about uh, some abuse I think that they're participating in and I haven't found the right time or way there was a moment the other day where it came up and I thought is this the moment and I thought nope because they're concerned about something else they brought something else to me this is not the moment to give them another problem to deal with but so I can be totally honest it's just the initiating the the tough talk that I think I have I want like everything to be perfect you know to yeah uh, like a full-on intervention with candles. I don't know. You'll know when it's time. And it might be something more formal. It might be something like, hey, can we get coffee? I specifically want to talk to you about one thing. You yeah, know? that's not a bad idea. Yeah, just yeah. like, I adore you. And I just want to talk to you about this one thing. And yeah, life yeah. is too short not to speak up for what you need and to state your needs explicitly. And that's, yeah. you know, and life is too short to to continue to like drink the poison of relationships that don't serve us it's you know? true it's true it, and it, it's- if we're if we're to believe like what you said that like we're, we kind of make our own pain you know then interpersonal relationships like keeping on with a relationship that should have died friendship significant other or, oh or my even God. interpersonal yeah. family relationships i'm not one that believes that just because we share a bloodline that i gotta eat your shit sandwiches you nope. know nope not at all yeah so i don't talk to my dad there's no point i mean also well you know the, sometimes you are i have other family members that my guides are always like you gotta work this out and then we push past it and it it, it we're teaching each other lessons but i think people know the relationships they're supposed to have this person i'm pretty good at sticking up for myself this is someone else i feel they're being a little abusive with and mm. um, i'm really downplaying it actually if uh, it's just it's a hard thing to be to be bear witness to it, it is really hard to explain to somebody like i understand that like you in your heart are not waking up every morning thinking i'm gonna abuse you this person yeah but what i'm observing is some character defects some responses to fear and anxiety that are abusive to others uh-huh. and it's like how oh, do you God, like so how do you say that to somebody and, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. And their relationship is stronger than the relationship I have with either of them. So for me, I'm the outsider coming in. I did talk to one half of it. I mean, it's just a weird, delicate thing. And I'm talking to other witnesses of it. And I'm like, hey, what if we all kind of talk very gently to this person about this, you know? And On an individual level or like a group, like an intervention? Probably on an individual level, because I don't trust the other members I'm trying to bring in to be good at this. I think they'll fucking back down and get all beep, 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 beep. You know, I'll be the one doing all the talking and then I'll look like the bad guy and uh, 
So yeah, individually. <laughs> I have a feeling this person is going to, because usually what happens with me in those situations is somebody will say, I'll pick up on something and I'm like, hmm, should I say something? Because people don't want to, that's a that's a big problem for me, like that where my codependency comes out is I'll, I'll be telling people what I see about them before they want to ever hear it. And then they're Ooh. like, fuck you. Jen and, and I, I love it. You sit next to me. Yes, right? <laughs> the two of us could start a riot. Um, a Gemini yes. with a, with an Aquarius moon, so I'm just always thinking. Like, oh I'm my just God. like, yeah. And also, we, Anna, seriously, we were destined to be best friends. I'm not going to go into my chart, but you are, you and I were made for each other. Okay. Oh. Fair. I said it. Oh, Dave. Dave, <laughs> what's your chart? Dave, what, do you know all your, yeah, Dave. your, do you know all your things? I know you're a Gemini. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dave. Nice. Well played. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have fun. <laughs> we have fun. Um, we both just celebrated our little birthdays, so we're killing it out Aww. here in this crazy Gemini season with the two eclipses and the two retrogrades. Like oh yeah, I like how you asked me what it was, and then you're just like, because well, I knew you were gonna say, <laughs> I knew you were gonna eventually. say something sarcastic. I knew no, you were. <laughs> I was gonna tell you my birthday and when I think I was born, and 10 that's, p.m. That's one of my favorite Gemini birthdays, Dave. I'm not kidding. My ex. My favorite ex has that birthday. <laughs> May 27th. Yeah, it's a good so one. So is Frank um, Thomas of the Chicago White Sox. So you're uh, saying, what was the location again? I mean, yeah, yeah. my mom. <laughs> There's your sarcastic <laughs> response. There's Where was I? It was like Ohio, right? <laughs> Ohio? How dare you? How fucking so dare good. you? That's Illinois. So Illinois. Yeah, Harvey, Illinois. Harvey, Illinois. Harvey, Illinois. Okay. Um, okay. We, were, Around we, 10 weren't all PM. Ba- we weren't all born in a Pueblo in the middle of the fucking California <laughs> desert. No, San Luis Obispo, baby. Down the street from a mission. Um, oh, Lorena Bobbitt's in here. You know, she's almost entirely Scorpio. I'll delete her. Hers, I believe hers that. Hers is online. I don't need to keep it. Right? I was like, that was a, a great Scorpio documentary. Hero. I mean, talk about it chopping is. off a dude's dick and throwing it out the window. Good, Man, good the 90s her. were a very, oh, you know, it's like. You and know, then he got it sewed back on and tried to do porn. Just to let you all know <gasps> what kind of 90s we live through. I have interviewed so a comedian on this podcast named Alex. Just Alex is what he went by. And he uh, actually participated in a roast of uh, John Wayne Bobbitt in uh, Vegas. Oh, my God. I would have loved to see that. All right. Yeah. 10 p.m. Oh, my God. And I guess who has your moon? <gasps> Isn't that crazy? Oh, you're also an Aquarius moon. Oh, my yeah. God. We're wow, gonna... double air. Big weirdos. I'm triple What's... fire. What's huh. the rising? I'm a Virgo. What's he got? Missy. Are we the same right chart? chart? That would be crazy, Dave. It really would. Sorry, I just lost it. Here we go. You're good. Um, what, what, we'll bebop along here, so keep that, yeah, at, let's the, bebop keep that at the ready. I think like, that if it's a kind of earlier. Dave. Anna, Dave has Venus in Cancer. Isn't Aww. that sweet? I got Cancer. Yeah. That's not fun. No, no Cancer no, is like the that's a that's the I real feely. It's a, it's a real feely sign. It's a real yeah. real deep mm. well of feeling. Yeah. Well, we and your Mercury is Gemini. That's nice. We were just talking about the feels earlier, where you said you don't feel you don't feel fear as much as you feel anxiety. And while we're waiting on my sweet mother, let's. How do you experience anxiety, Angela? 
Oh, wow. Okay. So here's a, f- <laughs> no, it'll give my mom some time. I feel like, okay. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um, so I like to create problems for myself. Like mm, I just have, I have all this work to do and there's I, my house is clean. There's no way to procrastinate. Um, let me just like get online and find something because I think Facebook, Instagram, if you're digging in there, you're looking for hurt. And I, I know how to do it. We all know how to dig in there and find the things that'll hurt us from exes or friends or people mm-hmm. we think should love us more, all of it. I'll get in there. I'll dig around and I'll get something to get real weird about. And I mean, not necessarily like hurt, but uh, so, something I can build a story, a good story around mm-hmm. without actually confronting or getting information. Um, and then uh, I will distract myself from the work I have to do because I do love to procrastinate. Um, I just did this yesterday with a really dumb thing that uh, is so stupid and not anything. Like I, I'll find something that I want to control and absolutely cannot. Oh, here's my other cat. He's a Gemini. Shuggy, he's oh. my favorite. Hey, Shuggy. Obviously, Gemini. Dave's like astrology. No, he has a, no, he no. has a cat. Cat now he is. I do. He, oh, Dave's a cat daddy. You will love oh, this story. No. You will love that, this that story. Is fucking, that is <laughs> with a lot of Gemini. That is nails <laughs> on the fucking chalkboard, cat so daddy. Good. That's so gross. It's not like I'm making Jeffrey Pickles go work the fucking corner for his cat. <laughs> Like, get out well, there and make daddy some money. That's what that sounds like when you call someone a cat daddy. It. It's like I'm trying to like pimp out my friend. You're going to love the story of Jeffrey Pickles. What happened was, in short, is he... um, uh, Someone hit the cat with a car in front of my house, and then me and Anna saved it, and that's how I got a free cat, everybody. Aw, a free cat, because they're so expensive. And he is dumb. He is so dumb. It's almost like he doesn't even realize I'm the one that hit him with the car. (laughs) He was... He was yeah. asleep under the wheel of his car and he backed out and then called me in a panic. And so it was not a panic. I was like, the, oh, the, the that's a dumb game cat. warden's not taking my calls right now. The animal control is not taking my calls. So we got to handle this. So Anna Valenzuela, oh. Cat 911. Um, and then we, we got him. We got That'd him. be a great show. Yeah, but oh, see, I know. see how Cat Lady doesn't sound as bad as Cat Daddy. Are you kidding? Cat Lady sounds awful. Yeah, I, it does. not as bad I as Cat Daddy. Cat Daddy oh. has like some weird sexual implications. Cat Lady just means like you're homeless. You're making it kinky where it doesn't need to be. Cat not, Lady sounds like you haven't is. had not sex me. in years, and, and most Cat yeah. Ladies haven't. It's true. It's true. <laughs> God. You need to tell the cats. I mean, we should I like really all get buddy. tested for I like cat buddy. I like cat buddy. Cat buddy is nice. My cat preferred so, so you ran over this cat and now you mm-hmm. have him. That's so yeah, sweet, Now Dave. he's fat and, and he lives a good life and he's probably Where is he? I saw him crawling around behind you at some point. He's chilling. He's, 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 minding, his own, he's minding his own fucking business like a good cat. <laughs> love cats i can't believe people don't have animals how are they hey, honestly like, i will if... never get another cat again i'll tell you that you're gonna, much you're gonna I upgrade to dog one. daddy uh no i i will upgrade to fucking snake daddy oh <laughs> no don't be a snake guy i mean i'm sure snakes are great but like mm-hmm. yeah we just actually lost, snakes uh, we just lost 30 percent of our listenerships because uh, anna just shit on snake dude ah! I They're all snake snakes. dudes. Yeah, I don't I don't know a lot about our demographics, but I feel like snake dudes is okay. part of our I like a snake as long as it's not lit bigger than my arm. And I like uh I like a bird at a distance. I've been attacked by a couple birds. of 
like pet birds. <laughs> I have been knocked down and humped by a turkey. I was <laughs> thirteen, and was the I turkey was Mormon? suffocating. <laughs> it probably was. You could I tell because he was wearing khaki. Do you have to? It was in a pasture of cow here. shit, and I was inhaling cow shit. Suffocating while being humped That's by where the a mushrooms turkey. grow. My friend had to hit it with a baseball bat to get it nice. off of me. Whoa! Un- turkeys are so aggressive, but people they really still shouldn't are. eat them. I'm I'm vegan nonetheless. I <laughs> feel still like eat them. that would give me anxiety. So let let's hear how you experience things. Don't avoid the question, Miss. I'm oh, fearless, okay. but I okay. have anxiety. Let's let's okay. stay let's stay so, the course. The anxiety. Um, okay, so I talk a lot about raising vibrations, and you know they're really great. Great ways. Last night I was doing this. You can dance. You can sing. One of the quickest, best ways is to scream in your car, but like a blood curdling scream, like you're being stabbed. Uh, you know, the worst, the 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 scariest scream. Uh, Hollywood, you know, actress yeah. audition for a horror movie scream. Um, that one will do it really fast. You usually can't do it more than once a week because it is so jarring. But all these things that raise your vibration. For me, when uh, my anxiety is all mine. I mean, I'm the master of my universe of anxiety. I create all of it. And um, even just like, you know, like I right now, because now I'm, oh my God, you guys, I woke this Tinder thing is insane. Do, do the kids know about Tinder? This is insane. Yes, I've never yeah, been on one's, it. They're on it, other ones. They're on Hinge and all these other ones now. There's so many dating shit. apps. There's it's an astrology crazy. dating app. Wait, maybe I should get on that one. I'm going to look. I'm into it now. I'm into it. <laughs> And it's called Astro Glide. Stop <laughs> it, Dave. Stop it. Largate. You crazy. I make dozens of dollars doing stand up. How dare you? <laughs> dozens. I I do look for situations I can put myself in when I'm when I'm not willing to be content. And it usually like I, nobody's giving me anxiety. I don't keep anything like that. I did cut a whole bunch of people out of my life in the last two years. I think a lot of people can relate to that. We all just saw, you know, the forest of the trees on some individuals and cut them. But I'm the only one giving me anxiety. I used to date people who could specifically trigger me because I liked it, obviously. Um, but I stopped that. I blocked all of them. You know, this was oh, years ago. Um, but yeah, now I just, I like to make my anxiety. And and it's funny because I'll be like, God, I'm never going to sleep. I'm so frustrated. Ah! And and I'll be like, well, you could do yoga and you'll be fine. It's like, no, but I want to I want to stay at this vibration. If I do yoga, I'll be mellow. Mm-hmm. So I totally know I know all my fixes and all my little tricks and it's for me, anxiety is a distraction from the big things I want to do because we all have this unworthiness of success and I know how easily I could be successful, but anxiety is one of the things that will keep me from becoming sick. It's just a nice distraction. Yeah. So we got the answer here. 10.33 p.m. I was 10 Ooh. pounds. Does the poundage matter in the chart? I was 10.33 no, p.m. That's no, but that would be very, yeah, damn. Were you a C-section? Your poor mother. No, Buy your no, mom, buy your mom some a, flowers right yes, now, Dave. She's, she's, got, she's got an ample uterus, guys. Ample uterus from the Midwest. A- ample Midwestern Illinois, uterus. Not Ohio. Illinois. Wide hips. <laughs> so 10.33 nice. is your answer. Okay, let's get in here and see. What yeah, so it. you got yeah you got the to the minute. I hope answer. your moon doesn't change. That would break our hearts. Oh okay. no! 
I was close yeah. with 10 p.m. Yeah, you were very close, very close. I mean, I don't know how many people that really don't follow much astrology know exactly when they were born. Anna, did did you see in my in my stories? I did. I hit it just for friends. Um, but one of the first guys who hit me up on Tinder, one of his photos is a picture of his chart, and I was like, "We can." Talk. Oh, <laughs> that is that is by the way a very LA approach. Like you got to know this stuff for LA. Yep. I wouldn't yeah. trust that charlatan. Uh, that's a guy that that's a guy that read he the knows, game oh, by Neil Strauss or whatever that. Or, yep. He's a guy with a ton of cap. He's only going to be good for one thing, and I'm not sure I want it. So. <laughs> <laughs> making sandwiches only good at making sandwiches Dave you do have a cap rising wow. love your moon everything else looks great it looks good clean bill of health on this birth chart clean yeah. bill of health did we, did we get rid of the cancer that's all I'm concerned with no birth. no it's still yeah. here a cancer, a cancer in Virgo is really sweet that means you're oh, no. in Venus yeah or in Venus and, yeah, yeah you're, Venus and cancer yeah, you're like a you're you're a lover. You're a, you're a fighter usually, and a lover. Yes, it's usually for if you're if you're a person who is attracted to women, your Venus placement will usually dictate. I'm saying this for the listeners too, but it'll usually it'll usually dictate what type of woman you're attracted to. So you like a softer feminine energy. Um, what is the other thing I was going to say? And if you're a, a person who's attracted to men, your Mars will usually determine what type oh. of person you're yeah so my mars is gemini you guys <gasps> yay i just love the gemini's but sad and gemini are the opposites who love each other all the other opposites are like don't come near me my sponsor is a gemini who loves the sag she's like Aww. one of her exes is a sag she's just like i get it i get it it's like it's, it's a whole you thing. guys are the analyst and sag is the philosopher and when we get together we can't shut up like we just want to hear we see all sides of everything. It's and we want to hear all sides. Whereas a lot of signs don't want to know the full truth. Mm. Truth, truth. And speaking of that full truth, what is one thing about yourself that you're like actively working on? We would call it in the twelve step warrior like a character defect. I think in terms of the existential kink, the shadow work, like mm. what, like what would be, um, what what's the things that you're you're working on right now? I have to start asking questions that scare me. Like uh, a lot of times, my moon is Leo, so I like to make people feel comfortable and good about themselves. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, um, especially in relationships, right now it's a lot of relationship focus. Like I would like to not die alone um, or at least just like have another relationship again, you know? And mm -hmm. um, there are things that pop up that uh, – I'm just like, no, I don't want to deal with that right now. So I put things, I put a lot of things off, even having a relationship. I just keep put, kicking everything down the road. And I really want to start living in the now and not the, well, three months from now, I'll, I'll get better at that. Three months from now, I'll reach out. Three months from now, ugh. So yeah, I guess living in the now, but also asking the questions that scare me. Mm -hmm. Or I shouldn't say, not necessarily scare me, that I know will, that I know will make, will change it, you know, yeah. like- I just, I got to get better at participating, I think. Challenging yourself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's just it, been, a, you know, we all went into our shells this year and I kind of was already in mine. So now it just gave me more excuse and security in like my little world. And I'm really trying to bust out of it and do the scarier stuff, which... 
I think it's just asking people questions that will I mean, change the dynamic. Maybe a dating app might not be the best course of action for one that's trying to get out in the world. <laughs> oh. oh, Dave. Oh, Dave. Well, sometimes the experience of dating is is part of the internal challenge. Because it's like when you, to, to think about it in terms of like, um, they call them... Um, uh, like restrictors or like um, like intimacy anorexics. Like there can be people who Ooh. pull away from. Um, it's like uh, they describe it in in slaw. There's like there's people that are over you know that are they're addicted to you know sexual activity and intimacy and love. And then there are people who are addicted to withdrawal from that. Shout out to slaw sex love addicts anonymous. Yeah. Yeah, and oh. I don't. Yeah, so there that is exists, guys that exists out there in that world. Yeah, there are people who will starve themselves and become addicted to that 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 concept as oh well. Oh my so god! For for I, me, you know, or for just for me, a, a serial monogamous. There was a moment where my therapist and my sponsor were like, "Girl, you got to learn how to have a one night stand. You got to figure out oh, how to." Not everybody who yeah. sees your boobs gets five years of your life. So, oh my god! Yes. Yeah. My problem. My problem. Maybe I yeah. should fuck around on Tinder. No, I can't. I can't. I can't. Nope, never mind. <laughs> it is a swamp. I it is definitely it's, a swamp. I just I, I, I deleted all dating apps in 2015 and I've had a couple relationships since then. So How did you have them though, Dave? Where did you meet humans? In the world. Out in these <sighs> streets. I'm a fella that still knows how to ask for a phone number without Aww, being Oh, good for you. It's oh, like, yeah. Is that cancer in Venus? You're very, you're, yep. you can be smooth. I've, I've yeah. talked to him about like the way some fellas were talking to me. He's like, girl, he's got your number. He's dialed you in. And like, I'm like, how do you know about this? <laughs> how do you know about this? So, I, yeah. I don't know what the answer is. I should, I, I don't know. I, I also felt like I just needed to I like fuller again. What, what, yeah. Dave? I, well, I said it's knowing yourself is part of it, mm -hmm. you know? Like knowing yourself, like, but you're also like, we, we go from character defects conversation to forgiveness. And I think in knowing yourself, there has to be parts of you that you got to forgive yourself for just being who you are. Oh, yeah. Every day. Well, I also have, I don't know if anybody else does this, but I have two voices who talk out loud and I have the one who's gotten better at being a mother to like the bratty asshole one who is like shadow when shadow gets her voice. So, you know, I really am trying to hear everything. Like even the mean things I say to myself, then I have the nice for version who comes out and like defends her or, you know, uh, mm -hmm. makes a joke. And that's really been helpful. <laughs> but I also feel like I need to start hearing a voice that's another person's at this point. You know, like this yeah. has been a very lonely year. Yeah. And well, you know, and I think getting to that, yeah, it is important. And you you seem to have a very lively, like, you know, you were here in LA and busy, busy, busy. It's oh, it's God, it's it's, so great. it's reaching out to our friends and our connections and 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 you know, just having that mirror back of like I think for me, self-forgiveness a lot of times comes from the way people look at me when I'm being very hard on myself. And they're like, Oh no, why would you no, you're human, it's okay. And like, so I think like how what is your your with this year and all your experiences and you know there's the 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 whirlwind that's been in my opinion 2016 for me was like i could feel the energy of the planet just shift like i was like everything's different 
I was like, I don't know what happened, but every day I was like, oh, no, like falling off of a cliff of my own. Like I had this trajectory and then I felt like, and I was like, what (laughs) happened? So like what, like, and for the last four years, for me, a lot of that time has been about forgiveness, forgiving others, experiencing forgiveness, because it is such a crazy time. What, um, what has been your experience of forgiveness? Oh, that's so on time. Um, Oh, this is such a fucked up story. I had this, uh, uh, the witch community is weird. It, anywhere you go. I don't doubt is. that. It's like <laughs> it comedy. Is. It's like comedy it, a little bit. There's uh-huh. competition. And, and, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I never did any sorority shit with my life. But uh, when you end up with witches, it gets a little bit like that. Like there's this strong sisterhood that's kind of fake and there's a lot of shit talking and um, like the coven madness of it all is I've never been. It's just, it's a big weird shit show. Um, An old friend showed up at my door a couple weeks ago and I could feel that she had dropped off because we have a mutual friend who uh, was a a business partner of mine for a minute. We had a manager. I don't know if Brandy's told you this story, Anna, but it's like, it's fucking crazy. The manager was her boyfriend. He manages someone very famous. You told me about this. Yeah. Did I? Mm -hmm. So he screamed at me in public that I was stupid and it was so embarrassing and weird and hurtful. And people were getting up and like walking out of the coffee shop. Like a, an old man screaming, you're stupid. You're stupid over and over at you. And um, I was like, I can't work with you. This is, yeah. we weren't even arguing. I had an opportunity that I, I had brought to him. And he just doesn't want his young girlfriend to be in the spotlight. It was like all the ruse, you know, it was just his way to control her. Would He would produce his podcast and he would do these things. He, there were all these promises on the table, none of which ever came to fruition. But after that, I was like, I can't work with him. He, he, she told me he was going to apologize. It was this big to do. Um, and she really fucked me over. And this was one of my best friends. And, um, then I went a little crazy and I started like, she was talking crazy shit about me to people. And I just kept cutting the cord and it was just a dumb, weird, messy thing. And recently this person, a mutual friend shows up and I knew she had aligned with my ex friend and before Mm -hmm. she was friends with both of us, but she'd go on phone with me and she'd shit talk this person a great deal and tell me all these things, keep the fire burning, keep me mad, then get on the phone with her and tell her shit about me, keep that fire burning, all this wasted energy. And she shows up at my door and she immediately starts shit talking the friend. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this person did something to piss her off and now she's coming over to my side. So now she's going to be my friend for a minute then probably go back, keep playing both sides. And I said to her, you know what? I just don't, I don't want to talk about it. I've kept the cord cut. She's not in my mind. I blocked her everywhere. I don't know what's going on. And she's like, well, she paid a publicist and she got on coast to coast and now she's famous and blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well, great. I mean, you have to pay a publicist to do anything. And you know, I, Mm -hmm. I don't care. I was like, I genuinely do not care. And as this person's leaving, she said, as she's leaving, can we be secret friends? Is that cool if we're just <gasps> secret friends? How old is she? That's 40s, too... No. Late 40s. No. And I said... No, secret I've friends said, happen when you're in high school and then you 12, learn... Yeah. 12. Uh, then you learn that, like, friendship is either friendship uh, or it's yeah. not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Friendship is friendship or not. And 
And I'm already like, okay, because some true colors have been very right. obvious here. Like, you just want to shit talk everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, she's leaving and she says this like pretty much with her back to me as she's walking away. And so it's not a discussion. And I said, I said, I was like, why? And she's like, oh, you know, because she doesn't want me to be friends with you. And I said, I think if you ask her, I doubt she cares anymore. You know, I, I think enough time has passed. You know, it's been a year. I don't think anybody fucking cares. And she goes, well, maybe, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. She's like, I don't. And this is a psychic who I, I'm not like thrilled about. She's, we've swapped readings and uh, God, I, I just, I would just love to swap ratings with someone who's good for a change, you know, like makes a single prediction that comes true. That's what I offer. That's what I can fucking guarantee. Why can't I find a friend, a psychic friend who can do that? Anyway, I'm done swapping ratings at this point. But um, she's like, obviously playing both sides, wants to be secret friends, starts liking my stuff on Instagram again. And I'm just like, I can't. I can't care. Then my my other podcast partner, he starts to talk about the person to me. And I again, I was like, I just don't want to know. Just don't tell me. He's like, well, I've got a business thing going on with her. And I was like, I don't want to know. You know my experience. I don't have anything new to add to it. You do what you want to do. I don't fucking care. And recently, I started to write her an email, this person who's still telling people don't be friends with me. Hmm. And I started to write this email. And, and I'm like, I did it at the eclipse. And... I can already hear the way she's going to spin a lot of it in her head. And I even write in there, like, I know that some of this will feel inflammatory, but like, let's just leave the burnt trash on the ground, you know, and ascend. Let's just fucking ascend. And I tell her, this is a love letter. You know, this is, this is an explanation. And I hope in the next lifetime we get it right because we didn't know how to deal with what happened. Mm -hmm. And I just want us to walk away from each other now and stop hurting each other. Cause I stopped. And I really do feel this way. Like, um, you know, when I found out, oh, her career is blowing up and she's calling herself, um, what did the, our mutual friend said, she's calling herself an elite, a psychic to Hollywood elite. Ooh. Which is so like, fucking, you live in LA, who hasn't read a famous person, you know? And, <laughs> and you read your boyfriend's client, you know? Like, yeah. I, but it's like, it's still, it's a funny thing to get mad about. Who cares? Um, I just, I really do forgive her. And I kind of do want to send this email because I don't think she's dropped her weird grudge against me. And as someone who absolutely believes in witchcraft, you don't want witches mad at you. You know, yeah. <laughs> you don't want, they, they fuck up all your shit. I, I had all these podcasts I did and all the audio got messed up. Everything got lost. I did um, interviews for other podcasts that all got lost. And I was like, this is so weird. And I was like, oh, right. She's, she's silencing me. Mm. So, I mean forgiveness i just had to stop caring it mm-hmm. it just felt like a daily dose of poison and i i've never listened to her new podcast i don't put any of it in my head and i think real forgiveness is when you can just leave it on the ground like i just keep picturing it as burnt trash on the ground and i'm going to float yeah I love that. I love that. Thanks. What would you say your most surprising, like we would call in the 12 step world, like amends, like making an amends to someone? It's or, like a super apology. Making or it like right. An apology. Yeah, what's, what's a very surprising amends or apology that you've either given or received? Well, I would love to receive some, but I. This we all would. Yeah, right. We're looking for the actual ones. Well, <laughs> I dropped out of high school because my best friend, who was like this cool older theater alternative chick, um, we'd gotten into a very big deal 
production of Big River where I met my would-be boyfriends. And, you know, we're drama kids and there's competition and there are people who hate each other secretly. And she just tells everybody everything. I've, you know, the things that they told me at sleepovers and just trashes me. And now I have, and the only thing, you know, I went to high school in Florida. Like there's, they didn't even teach us about the fucking Holocaust. There's, you get nothing out of school in Florida. I know. Okay. We read Diary of Anne Frank in English class and we were all like, wait, why are they hiding in the attic? Like in, in, I want to say eighth grade. And the teacher's just like, oh yeah, Nazis, you'll learn about that someday. Not in school, not in school. So yeah, it was required reading Diary of Anne Frank, but not in history. The Holocaust wasn't required to be taught. So yeah, fuck Florida. All your senators, Jesus. (laughs) Maybe they've changed it. I don't know. But I, my mom, um, was all about higher education, but you know, she's PhD and, um, she was actually giving a talk that day at the school for something. And I just walked out of the cafeteria where everybody had been screaming at me and the whole cafeteria goes quiet. And they're all like, I'm being bullied now by the entire drama club. I go find my mom and I said, I can't go to school here anymore. I tried to transfer to the art, the weird art school. Couldn't They messed up my paperwork. So I would have been a semester behind. It was a nightmare. And I was like, fuck this. It's Florida. I'm just going to get my GD and go right to college because it was my it was the middle of my junior year. So that's what I did. But then I always have like this big loss. Like I left all my friends. I lost all my Mm. friends. Um, You know, I never went to a prom. And it it bums me out sometimes that that she could hurt me like that. Because that uh, is that love. Like, did you love me? Like it was within one week, you turned a whole my whole world against me. But I also understand, you know, she was going through some real crazy shit of her own there. And recently, like uh, maybe three years ago, I saw her on Facebook because now those people from high school who were mad, I told them how they gave a hand job to somebody they don't care anymore. You know, we like since then we would get together and this is a big drinking town. People here do not know how to be sober like all day. It's very lots of lots of potheads, lots of drunks. Um, and all the people I went to high school with are like sun damaged and fucked up constantly. So I'm just imagining a bar, but it's like it's like people and they're like, you know, they're in their flip flops or very like, yep. you know, leathery skin, uh, yep. rhinestones on their clothes and also an oh, alligator yeah. just like and they're all sharing a joint. Like that's what I'm envis- yep. envisioning. OK, yeah, yeah. maybe this a manatee floats by. <laughs> they like to do like the partial facial hair. You know, it's very it's, it's not. Yeah. I'm like, I, I just need to get off the dating app. Everybody I'm interested in is like a thousand miles away or whatever. Right. Um, but um, so I wrote her this this message and said, you know, I, I see you on here. And, you know, she was married to a woman. She has this very famous cat. She adopted a deformed cat and made it famous on the Internet. Yeah, she's famous for her cat which is so fucking classic Florida. Um, and I just said, I was like, I'm, I, I'm really sorry. I couldn't handle what you told me when you told it to mm. me. And I always missed you after that, but I'm really happy to see that you stayed true to yourself and you're having a fulfilling life. She blocked me. So I couldn't oh. see her stuff anymore. And then three years later replies. Thank you. Mm. Well, and and then I was kind of mad. Like, where's my apology? Like, I just gave you all this. No, no, Dave, break it down. Break it down, Dave. (laughs) The purpose of amends, this is why it's different than an apology, is that you kept your side of the street clean. 
Mm-hmm. You, you know, the only difference is, is like in the recovery community, you know, we would offer it up. Is there anything I can do to make it right? But the fact of the matter is she responded to you and blocked you, which was her response. Distance. She wanted yeah. distance. Mm-hmm. 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 Which yeah. is not dissimilar if I'm keeping track of the story of what you asked for when. Yeah, good point. You know, mm-hmm. so so in the end, the fact that she unblocked you just to say thank you, to me, that's a case closed. I don't think yeah. there's anything more that needs to be done about it. I, I think that's two people acknowledging a, a traumatic situation yeah. um, from both sides. And and that is, you know, the best any of us could ever hope for sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I would consider myself, if I were you, lucky to have had a, a full circle experience with that person. Yeah. Because so many of us have to live in the what if or yeah. how about Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah, I really do. And I have to send this email to the other one because I just want it off my plate. Just keep your side of the street clean. And, and my, might I add, if you're, if you're doing it in, in the, in the spirit of 12 step recovery, you own your part, clean up your side of the street and then offer, what can I do to make it right? Yeah. Cause even if sometimes we don't feel like there is anything that we've done, I think giving the opportunity to the person that we're at odds with to make something right is is usually that people feel seen when they mm-hmm. get the opportunity to tell you what you can do better. And it could just be a don't ever talk to me again. It could be, well, you know, like, let's just not talk anymore. And that's what you can do. But getting clear on how I keep a tidy side of the street is why amends work for, for me, you know. Yeah. And Anybody else can do what they want with it. I love that. I'm going to take that with me all the time. What can I do to make it right? I think, can you imagine fighting with somebody and they're mad at you and you just ask them that? Like Mm -hmm. you just start there instead of- It shows humility. Yeah. Yeah. We're not not perfect, you know, and then witches are people too. (laughs) (laughs) So many t-shirts on this podcast. What is, Angela, what is your day-to-day- I'm very interested because you've got you've got such an expansive <laughs> view of your your spirituality and your existence, like your perception. Like, what is what is your day to day spiritual practice like? Ooh, it's so funny um, because I ask people a lot when I give readings. Like, I can feel that they have a, a big messy. Um, like they need to, they need to funnel this stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of people don't have a spiritual practice and I think it's really, really important. So mine is, uh, cleanliness is very, very important. Um, because it's, it's not just like, Oh, I live in, I live in filth or the floor is dirty. I need to do there. We shed things all the time. So we're shedding energy, we're shedding skin, we're shedding all this stuff that is still attached to other, uh, emotions we've gone through. I need to keep a clean house. And it sort of is like a, a ritual. The cleaning mm-hmm. is sort of a ritual for me. Um, I do an actual ritual in the shower every day where um, I, I mean, the, the full thing is <clears throat> I get Trader Joe's lavender sea salt scrub. I, after I wash my hair and do all the things to shave or whatever, I start at the top of my shoulders and I scrub with that because it's full of magical properties. I know how this sounds, but it totally works. I say, I release what does not serve me. 
and I will release mm. specific things like, oh, this day I was lazy. I release sloth. I release shaming myself for a sloth. I release. By the time you scrub all the way down to your toes and go through the whole thing, and then you feel totally different. I always thank my mama earth for composting all the gross stuff I just gave her to deal with. And I trust that all that, because I, you know, it, it is usually like anxiety that I'm rinsing away. Um, I trust that that energy will be transformed by her into something beautiful that will help her and those of us lucky enough to live here right now. I also connect with my guides every day and I have a little ritual, um, you know, which is we love to ring bells. I got bells on my door. It just, it just clears out bad stuff and it call. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, a sound that like gets into other worlds basically. Yeah. Um, but I do, I usually do a tuning fork um, that I strike and I uh, hold it kind of like all around. I do it up and down my chakras. Um, I try to check in on my chakras too and feel if any of them are not, because you know, chakra maintenance is like a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I do my tuning fork. And while it's vibrating, I call in my healthy ancestors. This is a problem a lot of people have is they're let's call on the animals I've seen that work for me. Um, I call on my highest guides and I every day tell them because I, I don't ask for specific things because I think I know what I want, but they know what I need. So I always ask for what I need. And I, I have often asked the things I do ask specifically for, are like make me a better psychic. I want to hear your voices more clearly. I want to differentiate between who you are. Um, but the thing I always end with is I want to make you proud of me and man, they come alive on that. And I ask them to intervene. And a lot of people don't realize like, yeah, you have all these things working in your favor and on your behalf, but you do have to give them a little power and permission to get the results you want. So I do that too. Um, and even like, if you find out what your power animals are, you got to keep incorporating them. It's like a bit of an exercise. Um, and I do try to do cardio because I have a crazy, crazy ass brain that, you know, like wants to eat itself. And if I wear myself out physically, the mm -hmm. brain gets all nice and subdued. So, you know, like alcohol can be the thing that puts your fire out or you can get a Peloton, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, and then live, you know, extend your life by like 20 years. <laughs> it's just, it's all a balance. I love it. I well, love it's all it. a practice too. And it's, it, it speaks to what your relationship with what, uh, uh, forgive me if I'm a speaking source is. So what is your relationship mm -hmm. with your higher power? You called it source. What does that look like? Well, source is sort of what we are all part of. And when I need to be showing compassion for people, like I have this neighbor. Oh, you guys, this is actually right on point for this podcast. But um, we had this weird petty fight. She's one of those um, women who is like very passive aggressive, is um, so over the top nice, but then says little snide things. And I'm like, oh, I met you before and my grandmother and she's dead mm -hmm. and I like it that way. So we're yeah. not going to be close, you know? <laughs> and um, <laughs> And she, she and I had a full on fight and, and I've only lived in this apartment for a month and a half. So like, are you fighting with anyone? Wow. And, but like, uh, I respond to passive aggressive with a big range of emotion. I yeah. fucking hate passive yeah. aggressive. Yeah. And 
Um, and, and then I, I sort of revisited it and I was like, no, cause you know, you turn over the things you wish you'd done differently, but, um, I feel pretty okay about it. I, um, recently saw her at the recycling bin. Well, a, a couple of weeks ago, I guess with mm-hmm. a whole bunch of empty bottles of wine mm-hmm. and, and at first, so, you know, you, you want to like the drama side of me is like, oh, she's an alcoholic. And then I was like, no, she probably just, you know, her apartment, her, the goods is giant, amazing haunted house that we live in and broken into all these apartments and they're all huge. It's glorious. It's right on the river. I love this house. It called to me. Mm. I was supposed to be here. Um, and I'm like, no, she's far away. It's hard to bring all those bottles down. She's probably, it's, don't, don't label her. Don't give her anything right now. Like, let's not add to her issues. So, mm-hmm. but then I've seen her now with great regularity where she is drinking bottles mm. of wine alone, plural. And it like now when I go down with my recycling, like it honestly breaks my heart because now I'm I'm like, oh God, I should have been nicer. You know, I'm gonna buy her something like when I go to Trader Joe's, which is an hour from here. So it's a, a you know, luxury to get something. Yeah. I'm gonna buy her something nice and just be like, hey lady, thanks for the text about whatever. I'm gonna try to make this better between us. Um, Because this woman needs compassion. And when I do check in with Source, and we're all part of that light, and we all get to be snuggly, warm, puppy souls together on their side. And and I think about that and how we do long for that here. But because we wanted this individuality so badly, we kind of abandoned that nice comfort Mm -hmm. snuggle into your neighbor. Um, so I, I really am trying to lead with more compassion and be more generous because it would be generous of me to really now extend uh, friendship to this person who I, I really cannot fucking stand her methods. Um, but, you know, that's fine. She's here to learn different ones. So um, source for me is sort of like the collective, which I do feel is very powerful. I think we're all so powerful. I think the reason so many deities are powerful is because the collective worshipped them and gave them their power. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't necessarily know that Jesus came in like a superhero, but I do believe Jesus because I've actually worked with Jesus and he's very real. He's not, you know, the fucking Christian version, but, you know, he's like this hot, hot he's got a real like hot, sexy, fuck boy vibe, you know, and, um, <laughs> which of course he does. Jesus is a fuck boy. I mean, that's, I've, <laughs> he I've long totally is. That. I love it. There's a very, there's a very sexual energy like to him. Like a nice is, golden brown fuck boy. That's yeah. my Yes, yes, yeah. Good abs. I'm into it. I mean, he married... He married, uh, p- p- maybe he married a sex worker. We're not, she's definitely his wife. The bi- they've figured that out, but yeah, who knows? Anyway, yeah. um, but when I, when I connect source, it's more about feeling compassion for everybody. But when I connect to my higher power, um, that is what I have to be ready to leave all my bullshit. And there are times where I'm like, you know, I'm going to half-ass some full moon ritual stuff. And my deities are like, no step back. You're not, you're, nobody wants to work with you right now. And it's very rare, but there are times I have to like get myself right. If I really want to tap into the good stuff and it's totally worth it. You know, Mm. I love that. I love it. We made it. We made it. Last question. (laughs) Are you ready? This is so Mm. exciting. Angela, what is one thing that you would tell one person just like you in the world? Oh, I'd say you're the fucking greatest. How are you not madly in love with yourself and jumping up and down every day? Like, how are you not so delighted all the time? 
I'm oh. actually really good at pumping people up. That's my Leo moon. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, I really, really, I, I would, I would absolutely feel that way. And also for just like me and everybody, we're way too hard on ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. Where can we did it? We did it. <laughs> where can people find you and all the things that you're doing, your podcast, your writing, like what, where can people get to you? Plug your Well, shirt. yeah, yeah. I'm actually doing Witch Fest in New York City, uh, July 8th through 10th. I'm, they asked me to speak a lot. So um, nice. you can get a ticket and do all the online stuff. There are some really fabulous authors and stuff, all witches, um, teaching a bunch of workshops. I'm going to lead a meditation, a past life regression. They just asked me to add. I'm just so, so overwhelmed. I'm, and my anxiety is like, yes, feed me, feed me. Um, I am at AngelaLovell.com. You can go there to book readings. Um, I'm lovelable on Instagram. I guess that's all the hits, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. Angela Lovell on Twitter, which I don't really have abandoned because after, you know, the election, we all just yeah. kind of the it's, election not the latest election you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. is twitter still happening i don't even know yeah but I, yeah awesome awesome dave where this can was people... so fun thank oh, you sorry go ahead dave no no, no. no. Dave, everybody where knows where to you? find my my chart uh remember <laughs> i am a gemini that was born 10 pounds at 10 33 y'all yes at Yates Comedy, Y-A-T-E-S Comedy, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all the things. Uh, and you can order oh. hot sauce from me, hahahotsauce.com. That is my merchandise that keeps the bills paid. Anna, where can people find you and our pod? You can find me at Anna V is Fun on Twitter, Instagram, uh, all the things. You can go to annavalenzuela.com for show dates. I will be getting out there, out and about now. And um, you can also find... Um, you can also find this podcast at 12Q Pod on all the social media and and Gmail. Please send us questions. We're going to be doing some listener questions, which is really good. <laughs> and um, go ahead and uh, follow us on TikTok. We on that TikTok. We doing it. So when you're you, when you get tired of the TikTok, you know the TikTok witches, you can go to the TikTok recovery. Oh it's my god, the fun. TikTok. Um, I totally forgot that I have a podcast because uh, sorry, I have a podcast yeah. called Dear Witchy Poo where I answer letters and I'm Dear Witchy Poo. There you go. Dear Witchy Poo. I also have a YouTube channel called Conjure the Cocktail that I do with um, Prairie Rose, who is a James Beard nominee for making cocktails. And we teach you how oh, to yeah. use witchcraft in cocktails. So that's. Oh my gosh. We, yeah, we, that's like not quite this listener. No, <laughs> but you know, I mean, we you love a probably, mocktail. Probably, yeah, I love a mocktail. Witch up a mocktail. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And we do. I make her do vegan options. And mocktail options. So, yay! Yeah. Yeah. I so love there's it. There's all that too. Sorry, I'm really bad at self promo. It's <laughs> okay. You got it. You got it. And how we end this podcast every time is um, Angela, if nobody's told you this today, we love you. Aw, thanks. Nobody has. What the fuck? Ooh. What the fuck? Well, we just Ooh. did. We just did. Thanks, you guys. Love that love and you cup. know, Gemini, Gemini love is like double the love. You it's know? double the love. You got the twin. It's an orgy of love, everybody. An orgy of love. And let's continue that orgy. Dave, if nobody's told you this today, we love you. Don't believe it. Stop it. And if you're listening and nobody's told you this today, we love you. We love Thanks you, everybody. So much, Thanks for tuning in. Yay. Bye. Bye.